from Timbers members. I'm your host, Cal Gravello, joined by uh, Drew Olson and Aaron Flynn of the uh, of the Lone Star Brigade. Am I right there? Yeah. All right, Aaron. So how are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I just got off work and uh, got home, got excited to record this. So. Very cool. Drew, how are you? Doing well, man. How are you? Not too shabby. Not too shabby. Enjoying a nice snow day here in Massachusetts. It's raining here. It's oh, raining in a long time. I'm thrilled for you. Yeah. I'm in shorts. Ah, oh, hey. Can't <laughs> complain, right? All right. So, Aaron, tell us about yourself. I've been a – let's see. I've been playing soccer all my life. Uh, I live in San Antonio. I love the Timbers. Uh, <laughs> you kind of want me to talk about how I, I got into the Timbers. Uh, just was on big soccer at the time because I had no idea. I wanted to watch soccer, but I didn't know who to watch. And so – I got on big soccer, asked, and someone pointed me to a USL game, and it was, I believe it was Portland versus Puerto Rico. I can't remember if they won or they lost, but it was in Portland, and, man, I was hooked. Uh, from then on, I was like, all right, this is the team I'm going to watch, because I grew up in, in Texas. I grew up in San Antonio and Corpus Christi. I knew there was a Dynamo. I hate everything Dallas. I'm anti-Cowboys, uh, anti-Texas Rangers, uh, and so by default, I'm anti-FC Dallas. Fair enough. And then Houston – Houston, like, I have nothing against Houston. It's just, if I want to, their supporters groups are mainly Spanish-speaking supporters groups. But I don't speak a single thing of Spanish. So if I wanted to go to a game and be in a supporters group, I feel like I would not be welcome, not fit in, not be able to do any of the chants. So so that's my excuse for not liking Houston or Dallas. But I do support my local team. About three years ago, the Scorpions, uh, I was there when they announced the team was coming into existence and been to most of the games and I missed the final this year, but you know I'm a capo for the Crocketeers, which is one of the supporters groups here, and uh, no, I, I enjoy it. Uh, yeah, so that's kind of my background, my history. Tell us a little bit about your uh, Timbers away game experience. Uh, which one? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All of them. I, I've gone to so many. Uh, if I can, I know last week y'all y'all listed where have y'all have been. I've been to Houston. I went to Houston when I was at Robin Robinson when it was at U of H. I went to Houston there when there was like 12 people and, uh, nice. and like four of them were from my family that weren't me. And one, like my mom and my sister, my mom's got bad asthma. My sister can't talk. So, uh, it was like the quietest away section, but we still did whatever we could. It's awesome. Went to the first Dallas game. There's a cool picture we took this year of, uh, my friend Mitch and, uh, and Ben and we were just we were at the first Dallas away game that the Timbers had and it was the one, and we took the picture when we beat them and uh, I've gone to most of them I missed out on a Houston one I missed out on a couple Sunday games I missed out on the U.S. Open Cup win sadly um, I the the last Dallas game we we got our first win in Texas that I saw I sat through three to nothing four to nothing <laughs> five to nothing losses. But the whole time, the thing that's cool is the whole time I still enjoyed it. I still, you know, we were still there the whole time chanting. And I think it was two years ago, um, the year we made the playoffs, I had the privilege to go up to Philadelphia, actually. And uh, I went to the 0-0 draw in Philly where it was cold, wet, and rainy. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was at, was that, I think I was at that one. Was that the one where we had that there was the chant war at halftime? The chant off at halftime, yep. yeah. Awesome, yeah, I was there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I had a few friends up in Philly, um, and so I went and hung out with them pregame and then went to y'all's section because they were all going to the SOB. So 
Um, that was a fun game. I won't forget that game ever. That was a really fun, so, fun one. Yeah. Yeah, and it, the thing that sucked about it was it was scoreless, but at the same time, man, it was a blast. Yeah. It's a beautiful stadium. Unfortunately, the location of that stadium, pretty in Chester. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's the same thing with uh, with Dallas. Dallas is out in Frisco, which I, last I counted, it was like a 50-minute drive from downtown Dallas. Wow. It's insane. Wow. But uh, what's funny is when, when, when I went to the Philadelphia game, I met Scott. Is Scott, if y'all know anything about him, he doesn't <laughs> post his picture. He has a penguin always. Yep. And so, Mr. Scott Brown. So, like, I, I met him for the first time. He, he introduced himself because I didn't know what he looked like. Um, he introduced himself, and it was cool. Then the next year, or it was this past year, we went to we, – we were all at Lucky's Bar um, getting ready for Houston. And I heard when that he was coming, and none of them knew what he looked like. I was probably the only one. He showed up in a Clint Dempsey shirt and like walked into this patio with what? just 50 Timbers people and just the looks that he got. Not Scott. Scott's buddy. Scott walked. What? Scott walked in with a Dempsey shirt. <laughs> but uh, there was an inside joke. The, the hashtag was hashtag Wolf Juice, and I can't explain the joke. It's not my, like, I don't know the full joke. Jeremy Below would know. But. He took it off and was like, is this shirt better? And it said hashtag wolf juice. And everyone immediately knew who he was as soon as he took the shirt off. Uh, and so it was just one of the funniest moments because none of them knew who Scott Brown was, like who he, what he looked like. <laughs> <laughs> well, very cool. Very cool. Going off Timbers for a moment because you're, uh, you're a Scorpions fan. Do you think they'll become an MLS franchise? Do you think they'll get the nod? Oh, crap. You backed me into a corner on that one. I mean, I highly doubt it. Just financially. Well, for Unless, being an NSL team, they have a pretty nice – or NASL team. They have a pretty nice stadium. They really do. Um, and, like, I'm not sure if you all know, 100% of the profit from the team actually goes to – it's called, it's a special needs theme park called Morgan's Wonderland. And uh, the, the owner of the team brought it for that because it's just the first and the only special needs uh, theme park in the world specifically for special needs individuals. And there's cool stuff. It's so awesome. That's very cool. Wow, very cool. Awesome. So, but we, I don't think he has the financial backing to be able to support that move up, that $100 million buy-in. But there's talks of investors always. People are always talking about it. And, uh, I mean, we can hope. If that happens, I'll, uh, I'll be enjoying – away days in San Antonio and yeah, that'd be cool. using their chance against them, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so how did you come about to, uh, you were the first organizer of the Heartland group, right? Uh, no, not the Heartland. And or sorry, <laughs> we're called the Lone Star Brigade and like Lone Star, my bad. Yes. And no. I mean, the, the, I, the fact that I met up with other Timbers fans. Yeah. I could consider that with me and Colin, um, the, the whole idea of starting an actual physical, like Facebook group came from like Jeremy Ballou. Like he's, he was one of the main people, him and Colin Bloodworth, who lives up in Portland now, they all kind of started it like the, the naming and everything and making a Facebook group. I think me and Colin actually started it, but Twitter before the group even existed. And it just, you know, it was just complete happenstance. It was pure luck that, uh, we've managed to find a ton of other Timbers fans in Texas. Like I've met a couple of them at a Scorpions game. I'll see at halftime, someone brought their no pity scarves. 
And uh, at halftime, I made a, made a point to like run over them and introduce myself and everything. And like, do you know about the Lone Star Brigade? So kind of like recruiting and just a bunch of people that like, you know, their friends love soccer, but they only watch EPL. And so they mm-hmm. introduced them to the Timbers and that got them hooked. Because you watch a Timbers game, it's hard not to be a fan. No, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny that out here, if I see anyone in Timbers gear, like I instantly say something to them and like probably scare the heck out of them. There, there are two distinct instances. One time I was, it was like early in the morning I was going to work and I saw this kid that was clearly like on his way to school. I live right by an elementary school and he had a Timbers beanie on. And I was like, go Timbers. <laughs> Very loud in the morning, just because, I don't know, I got excited. And scared the bejesus out of this poor child. I don't think he even, like, understood, or, like, I don't think yeah. he understood, like, the hat was the Timbers hat. You know, it was like, kid was probably, like, 12. You know, his crazy uncle probably gave it to him to indoctrinate him. But, uh, yeah, it scared the heck out of this kid. And then not too long ago, I ran into this dude on the Metro who had a Timbers uh, t-shirt on. <laughs> I was like trying to talk to him about the game and it was like he was clearly like a captive audience because we're waiting to get to our train stations and the dude like clearly didn't really know anything about the timbers but he went to the U of O and uh <laughs> so I eventually let him go but you know it's just like so I'm instinct always instinctively in the mode of like saying hello to people as I went but I still make it back to Oregon once or twice a year so I'm and I see people yeah. like in timbers gear obviously all the time and my <laughs> initial urge is still to like See something, but it's like, you don't do that in Portland. Like, everybody's got a Timbers shirt. Yeah, like, of course. Like, you'd be stupid not to. I've had a couple of times where I'll just see somebody wearing something from Oregon and, like, a University of Oregon. And it's not, oh, cool, the Ducks. It's, hey, have you heard of the Timbers? Yeah, like, right? Did you ever go to the Timbers game? I know and, I, had, uh, I had one instance where um, I played pickup on Wednesday nights, and uh, there was a guy who came in with uh, one of the Frilly Timbers hats. And I usually wear my... uh the 2013 red Timbers jersey to play pickup. And uh, we got kind of locked eyes right after I took my jacket off to show the Timbers jersey. Like, we both knew exactly what was about to happen. And uh, we had a full conversation, didn't even play the first round of pickup. That's awesome, man. We, uh, I love, uh, now we kind of have, we jokingly call it a subgroup, but it's not like an actual physical subgroup of the Lone Star Brigade. We call it the Alamo Militia. It's just <laughs> people in San Antonio. Um, and we all just meet up and there's like seven or eight of us maybe. Very and cool. we meet up at this place called the, the line of the rose. And we, we've come there so much, you know, the people now know us. And I was actually having, uh, I had lunch with someone from, from Seattle. He came down, uh, as Jason. He has like, he's one of the guys with the, the suits that the Timbers took a picture of these past weekend. <laughs> y'all, if y'all look at those act shoots, he has like a suit and he's wearing his taco scarf. Uh, you know, I had my Lone Star Brigade scarf, and I said, hey, could you hang this up? And they, didn't really, they don't really hang up a whole lot of stuff. And now uh, we came in there for the first preseason game, and they just had the Lone Star Brigade right above the TV where we would have cool. it and everything. So, like, this is awesome. I'm going to come here, like, every day now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we've slowly started, like, we'll sit in a room, and people will watch the game watch the game with us as we plug in our laptop watching a crappy stream and be like, what are y'all watching? And we just get to explain to them. And so... We're going to slowly grow the group that way. <laughs> Fair enough. Are, are there any games you know you're going to make it to this season? Uh, for sure. I know Houston is my plan. I can't do Dallas. Uh, Dallas, I believe, is, is July 24th. Uh, I get married July 18th. So oh, congratulations. So, thanks. 
it's the Saturday after my wedding, and I just can't make I know I'm not going to be able to make it. <laughs> Sounds like honeymoon. Come on, dude. Who doesn't go to their honeymoon at Dallas? <laughs> right? Don't go Frisno, Texas. Frisno, Texas, yeah. honeymoon destination of Texas, as we all know. Yeah. Frisco. It's the worst. Oh, my apologies. Yeah. It's okay. It's it's not worth knowing. Um, I plan to go to Houston. It's like a week after my birthday or a week before my birthday. So just kind of double it up as like a, you know, birthday trip. Yep. Um, and last year, I think I had more fun in, in Houston. Just, you know, the pe- just meeting new people and stuff. That, that stadium is supposed to be pretty nice as well, right? Yeah, BVA Compass. Yeah, surprisingly it is. Uh, I mean... The inside is pretty plain. It's just orange painted walls inside, but the outside, it's just, it's awesome. It, and it fits right in downtown. Um, it just, I mean, it's, you could see, they also have their baseball stadium. I think it's Minute Maid Park still. Um, and both of them are empty almost all the time, even when a game's being played. So it's really cool. <laughs> cool. Alrighty. So let's talk about the kit. What do you think of the new, uh, the weak kit, Aaron? Let's get your opinion on that. Oh, dude, just burn it with fire. Like, <laughs> awful. I've seen uh, – I'm on Reddit a lot, and I've seen the on, – on Reddit, they have a soccer design subreddit. Mm-hmm. I've looked on there, and there's so much better, right? like, soccer designs. I, uh, I, I feel like they should just crowdsource it. Well, that's what they did for the Thorns Crest, and I feel like, why wouldn't you do it for the kit? So I have to feel like Adidas is kind of forcing this down everybody's throat this year. Yeah. Because no one has, like, a great kit this year. There have been some all right ones. Like, Toronto's is red. It's just red. The new DC United's pretty sweet. Yes, the away kit. Yeah. That's pretty nice. But Yeah. And then, I like, the crew is doing pretty well with the nice yellow and black. But most of them are pretty bland this season, it seems like. They are. They're bland. Really? Like, last season was the season of the gradients. This yeah. year is the season of just awful jerseys. It is. Like, there's nothing stands out about any of them. The weird thing about it is that ours is the only one that isn't really monochrome, I guess, in D.C. No, it's true. Yeah. Uh, there's, like, I know New England just had one kind of leaked yesterday. And With the flag? They're adding, yeah, they're adding green to it. Yeah. It's just awful. Get your crap together, guys. I like the idea of it. Poorly executed. Same same with ours. Like, I like the idea, but execution is terrible. It's true. Yeah. Then what gets me about ours is, like, this is our big anniversary, and it yeah. kind of is terrible. It's not a good homage to the Timbers. Like, it makes me a little, you know, disappointed and sad. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like the third kit, like, is a way better homage to, to you know, just the history opposed to the new one, you yeah. know? I would be a little surprised if we don't play the majority of home games in the third kit. <laughs> it's so the, the first kit's so universally hated. It is. I hope it's like a one and done, honestly. I can't. Uh, I haven't seen a. I think I've seen three people give a positive comment on it. That's a, an actual number. Yeah, it'd be awesome if they did hoops, but like a green, you know, the Cascadia hoops. Yeah. Yep. That, that would be wonderful. It'd be fun. You always, but, you know, would go back to Cascadia route at least. Yeah, I'm sure there will be a year where they do a Cascadia um, themed kit. I would like it if we could, you know, be able to communicate successfully with Vancouver and Seattle, but no one wants yeah. to talk to them, so I don't blame us if we don't. And like have like a, a Cascadia themed, like each of us have a third kit that makes up the Cascadia flag. But that would you, be awesome. Actually. You can't deal with people in rave green; they're not reasonable people. Also, that's not a real color, anyway. No, it's not. Yeah. 
I was speaking of that color, it's the same color they're using on the New England jerseys. Yes. <laughs> so just brings it full circle, guys. So talking Houston, did you get to watch the game? Anyone watch the game or just me? I, I, I watched I watched it for the most part. I turned it off in the middle near the end, just I was exhausted that day. Fair enough. I didn't get to watch it live, so Fair enough. Yeah, I had it on, but I was uh, I was doing work, so it was mostly on in the background. But it seemed like a less eventful. I don't know. Maybe I was just less excited or something. But I don't know. It just, it's... <laughs> well, it was a good game. It was a. I was just gonna say that it, it didn't seem as eventful as the last one. I guess you know. No, no, definitely not. Yeah. It was a, it was an athletic challenge, not so much a skill or like technical challenge. Like, you know, both teams are running at each other, and that was that was the majority of the game. Yeah. You know who I really like? I really liked Rodney Wallace. Like, his link-up play was real good. Um, I don't know. He just found spots to get open. He even got on the right a couple of times. You know, he got the, the opposite side that he usually is. And uh, there was one instance where I was frustrated with Adi because Adi had, like, he had a chance, and he was going one-on-one with the defender, and Wallace was calling for it on the left side. And uh, instead of passing it off, kind of took a dive. He just kind of Adied it. And uh, and Wall- you could see Wallace was pissed, but he was wide open. And all he had to do was just touch it off to the side, and, and he would have had more than likely a goal. So, I don't know. Wallace ha- had some good work, though. I mean, this is preseason, so I don't want to look into it too, too much, but it's all we have at the moment, so. Yeah. It seemed like they didn't really mention it on the broadcast, but I thought Horsey, I mean, he got beat to the near post on their goal. I mean, yes, he did. Granted, it was a nice shot. Well, it's not that, but I, I feel... That was when we got burned on the counter. It was nothing but Borchers and Corazzi. Yeah. It was a two-on-one yeah. situation. Yeah. I I don't consider that so much as his fault as our back line kind of screwed up on that one. Yeah, I don't know. You want them to beat you far post on that, though. Well, yeah, so we had the other, so we couldn't commit to one side or the other. And that goal was just a stupid giveaway. It was. It, it really was. Bad, was. Things like that whole game was bad giveaways for both the Timbers and Houston. It was a very really sloppy was. game. Yeah, our goal was off a bad giveaway by them, too. I oh, think. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it, it was funny because the who did we play before? We played Kansas City. Yep. That Kansas City game was played on like the wettest field. Yes, it was. Balls were stopping when you passed it, and this one was dry and you know just garbage play. It was, I mean, but it's preseason, so you can hope that that's not signed to think to come. Yeah. But rust shaking off. I do like the fact that we're playing a bunch of Western Conference teams in the uh, in the preseason. Yeah, I mean, I think um, also I do think Owen Coyle will do a good job with the with the Dynamo this year. Yeah, I mean, once they get Kubo Torres, you that they could very well run rampant through the, the Western Conference. I mean, that's what they've been lacking for the last few years as a true striker. With you know, apologies to Omar Cummings, but uh, I get you know they've had Bruin who's been there forever and it seems always on the verge of uh, breaking out. But uh, if they have a guy like Torres with passes coming from Brad Davis, like they they could be legit again. I mean, and they they're could. always a team that you can never count out. So, yeah, like imagining Torres from Chivas scoring a bunch of goals. Now he's actually having good distribution right. and playing on a good team. Imagine, you know, Torres with a good team. <laughs> Do y'all know how he's doing in, uh, with, with Chivas Guadalajara right now? He's notched one goal, but I've uh, heard yeah. he's not getting playing time. So he might come to Houston early, which would be bad news for us. Well, no, they announced him at the stadium, I think, today. Because they, saying, they said that on the broadcast. So I don't know if he was physically there or not. He was there. I know they had him with the jersey right. there. But I, I, apparently he's not getting time with Guadalajara. So. And we play them in May? We played them three times, though, that much. Right. We play them May 16th. 
May 16th, okay. I got that's, that one down. That's the first <laughs> time, right? Should be. Yeah. I believe so. So what do you think of Omar Cummings? We got we got a solid third thing, third string striker or no? Yeah, I mean, I think that if we can get him for an affordable price, my guess is he was making some probably decent money just because he, you know, he I think he scored 14 goals in a season once. I was looking yeah. this up the other night. Um, obviously, I think he's, you know, he's getting old and his skills, yeah, his skills aren't what they were once were. But I mean, as far as we were talking about a third string striker last time, exactly, this seems like he could be a great fit for, you know, if you know either Maxi or Audi get hurt or you know we have midweek cup games that sort of thing like i feel like if we can get him for an affordable price he could be a really strong third string guy and again like it's crazy to think but he's an even more different player than either Adi or rudy so like that's three very different styles of striker that and he can play on the wings too so he's a little more versatile which is you know it's never bad yeah i I haven't i didn't even realize he was on trial with us until they said he was i haven't seen him I don't think – did he play at all last season with the Dynamo? He has 37 appearances and three goals with the Dynamo between 13 and 14, so. But anyway, but if he can stay healthy, because I know he has had health issues with the Dynamo. Yeah. But, I mean, being a third-string keep or uh, striker, you assume he won't be getting a ton of playing time, so he should stay healthy. Yeah. He's probably – I mean, he's. I can think we can safely assume that most, if not all, of his appearances are going to come as substitute, which yeah. uh, I think – will obviously probably help him a little bit. And, uh, you know, he'll be able to take some time off, probably voluntar- un- involuntarily. He won't be playing a whole lot. So, um, But I think that's what yeah. he wants, too. I mean, he's 32. He's been injured. He probably wants to come to Portland to get a paycheck and play in front of the Timbers because who doesn't want to – or the Army, who doesn't want to do that? Yeah, because he's played for crappy supporters groups in Houston and Colorado. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah I think that would be a great – Guy off the bench. Uh, what do you guys? What do you guys think of the other guys? Like, uh, how's it said for Fochive? or Fochavi or whatever? Yeah, he's been on the team for a few years now. I still don't know how to say his name. Uh, he seems to be doing all right. I mean, he, sometimes he'll mess yeah. something up bad, but uh, he had a few bad giveaways, but so did everybody else. So yeah, yeah. Paparato had an awkward game too. He did. Yeah, he was so. kind of back to his last season's form a little bit. Maybe it's just first like new season jitters like he did last year. You gotta hope year, it's rust. Yeah, that's all it is. It's rust. I mean, it's the second preseason game. We shouldn't look into like a great depth and hope it's just a fluke. And it is what it is. And Danny O'Rourke's done, right? I mean, he hasn't looked good, and he's out of contract. He's. In, I think he'll go to T two. He'll go to T two. That's yeah. That's the rumor I've heard is that he's going to go to T two. And in fact, if you watch the first game, I'm ninety percent sure he didn't have a number on the back of his jersey. Well, he he's not under contract either, so that might be it. That might be it. So uh, that's the rumor. He's going to T two and. I'm, I think he'd be I'm good fairly, at T2. I, th- I agree. I mean, he had his moments with the first team, but there's no way he fits in now. No, not at all. I mean, he's also in his 30s. I don't know if he'd want to go down in the league. Why not? You're going to get a paycheck. Know. He would. Uh, I I don't know. From my experience, you can make better money in lower leagues than you would at MLS. It's true. Um, yeah, and so he may be the star for the star defender for a USL team and make a little bit bigger of a paycheck there in the USL. There, I know the US, or T2 isn't tied to uh, to the MLS budget, so the salary cap, him signing there. He's experienced. He will bring along younger defenders. That's kind of what the whole point of T2 is. I hope it actually works. <laughs> <laughs> right? I hope it is good development. 
Hey, we use all our draft picks, so you got to assume. And Caleb Porter's a smart guy. He's got an, he knows the college development system. Yeah, I know. I I just worry like when's the last time we signed a homegrown player? It's it's. I've, I'm a little surprised we've never gone for um Hurtado and Van, uh, yeah Vancouver. Yeah, he's a local guy, and I feel like he's somebody we should probably have just for face. I mean, he's yeah, good too. So it's he's hurt. not bad at all. No, I'm sad we couldn't get Rubio. Yeah, that me too. Been nice. But he, you know, he's he's making good money in the Netherlands. I mean, obviously it would be awesome to have him, but if he was offered a contract at Utrecht, like he'd be stupid not to do that, right? I mean, we would need to use a DP slot to probably keep him, and that's a gamble. Yeah. Well, if Adi ever goes anywhere, we could just switch spots. Right. <laughs> have Arudi sit the bench again. Sorry, guy. <laughs> I love Arudi. I feel so bad that he has to ride the bench. The thing is, though, I think it works out so well. And I think yeah. he understands that. Like, he's most deadly when he's got fresh legs in the 60th minute. Oh, yeah. Like, and he's what's crazy. And he'll work like crazy, too. He because I, I remember when he was starting, he was he was the only person out running Chara. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, and that in, like, a 30-minute span is amazing. It is. So he, he's not going to be, like, Hall of Fame worthy. Neither will Adi. But you're getting goals in the back of the net. Because they're so different, like, when defenders have to deal with that physical presence of just, you know, going up against Adi, they don't have the physical energy to deal with your Rudy after. Who'd, uh, who'd you guys think uh, was the man of the match in this? I might say Nagby. I thought he had a really good game. He was all over the place, and he did pretty well. Uh, I'll go with Wallace. Fair enough. I liked, uh, we haven't mentioned him yet, but I thought Powell did really well. He was matched up against Brad Davis, and Brad Davis didn't seem to do a whole lot. It's good to see, I mean, the thing with Powell has always been, like, he'll make an awesome play, followed immediately by a boneheaded, yep. stupid play, or get caught That's up true. field or something like that. Uh, it seems like he's hanging back a little bit more this season, and, uh, you know, play, he's played a lot of games for Jamaica already, and... Yeah, did he really? Yeah. Oh, like, multiple times, like, let's see, he's got 13 caps for the Jamaican national team. Good for him. I, I like Powell. He, it took me a little while to warm up on him, truthfully. But uh, the one thing that frustrates me with he's got such speed. He does. He is very but, fast. But his problem is he'll like drive it up the field. He he gets like a breakaway. He'll drive it up the field down the right side, not pass off, and then lose it. Yep. And that entire run was useless. He doesn't quite have the vision that we want him to have yet. Yeah, if he gets that vision down, man, he is going to be one of the most deadly wingers just in all MLS. And he's not even. Is he 21 yet? He's 20. He's young. He's 20, so we, we, we so there's a ton of hope for the future for this game. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. So looking to San Jose, what do we think? So I think I read that the starters are not going to play tomorrow, that it'll be yes. the, uh, the second-string guys play 60 and then the trialists and everybody else plays 30. Uh, so, I mean, with that said, like, obviously if they're going against the San Jose starters, then probably ain't going to be pretty. It doesn't need to be pretty. Yeah. We'll see. I mean, like, we're still going to have, like, Rudy on there. and I'm looking forward to seeing Nick Beasler still. You know, we still made, he made a good argument yeah. for himself against uh, against Houston. Yeah, and Jack will probably be on there. And yep. Nantroff's been pretty solid so far as well. I'm still not sold on Andrew Weber as our backup. No, I I, def- I prefer Gleason over Weber. Yeah, we'll need to see Gleason. I, I, I mean, Gleason hasn't even played this year. No, he's not. He's, um... And- he got two caps for New Zealand, and he didn't look too, too bad in those. I watched the highlights. He, had a, he gave up a really bad goal. I forget when, but there was one for New Zealand that was really bad. But it's also New Zealand, so your defense can let you down pretty easily. I think, if I remember correctly, it was they were playing Thailand. Not exactly known for 
Sorry. Offensive tactics. <laughs> the thing is, is if they don't go with Gleason, they need to either find him a different place. If I agree. He's not for I sure agree. backup. Get a crappy third string. I don't care because Gleason's just warming the bench and he's too good to be warming the bench at third string. I mean, sure, he's a solid second string, but. I think, I think if he's going to be a third string, they're just going to put him back down to Tito. Yeah. Because he, he was goalkeeper of the year for, uh, for Sacramento Republic. Yeah. So obviously somebody thinks he's got talent somewhere. So why not hold on to him on your lower division team? Or why not try to give him the second string start and give Weber I, the second the yeah. T2? I would much rather see Gleason as a second string keeper. The weird thing though is if he's our backup, then he's less. I mean, he's not going to be playing. Like in a way, if you're thinking about his development as a player, it's probably better for him to play for T2 because he'll actually get tons of playing time. This uh, is true. Yeah, like Andrew Weber, who's not going to be first string keeper ever in his MLS career and is obviously much older like in a way it makes sense to have him the backup while Gleason is stashed away in T2 until we're ready for to bring him up or we trade him or whatever you know I can understand yeah. that that's a good argument to make I just think you should reward him with saying hey you're the second string keeper I mean he's made, he's put the time in he's you know he came with us did we get him in 2011 did he come in we got him yeah we got him actually he he played for the uh, the U U nineteens or U seventeen or twenty twos or whatever back before even we joined MLS. You know he's put the time in. I feel like you got to reward him if he's if he's getting like a goalkeeper of the year award for even in a lower division. That's got to say something about the guy. I don't think he won goalkeeper of the year, did he? He just he was on he was the goalkeeper for Sacramento when they won there. Yeah, no, it was John McCarthy from Rochester was the actual winner. Uh, the- Sacramento as a as a club, I do think we'll actually get the nod for the last expansion franchise. It seems like a formality at this point. They've got a big ownership group, and I think the Soccer Don's been over there already, and they've, they've got huge... I mean, they're they're averaging like 10,000 fans a game, which is... Yeah, and they're expanding the stadium, too. Yeah, and that's I mean that's as many, maybe almost as much as uh, Timbers are had before we get to... It's more than Chivas ever had. That's well, true. I don't think Chivas is the bar we should be measuring anybody against, but... <laughs> Fair enough. Now, it's so sad because now we can't do that. It's sad for us to make that we can't make fun of them, but it's it's good for good for MLS good for every other reason, right? Now we can make fun of teams like Colorado and Dallas and Houston. Yeah, I joked that uh, they were talking about on the Patch Patrol. They were talking about making merit badges for each away day. I saw that, and if you yeah, got a one, that. you know, I think that's an awesome. Idea. Uh, I joked just to make uh, just a complete like blank orange one for Houston and just put a seat in it. <laughs> that's awesome. That's all. <laughs> Is ninety percent of their games is completely empty. And the shame is that that is a very nice looking stadium. Like that's a stadium I want to go to. It's really nice. It really is. And the skyline, it's just a perfect skyline. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, and they just added uh, a rail system, so it like stops at the stadium. That's cool. Good for that. Maybe that will help. And which, which is weird because Texas doesn't usually have a lot of that. Public transit, not not exactly Texas's uh, claim to fame. Uh, hopefully they'll fill up the uh, BVBA, BVBA compass, whatever it is called these days. I'm not sure. It'll work out. I mean, it's a nice stadium. I, mean, I want to see the, I, if if Crew Stadium ever got filled again, that'd be kind of cool. That's a nice stadium, one of the older ones. That's the original, uh, yep. specific soccer specific. Yep. You said uh, Houston is probably the only one you'll make it to for sure this season. Yeah, unless there's some kind of magical way. Like I can't even do Austin this year um, for T2. But I may try to, like, rush up to Oklahoma oh, cool. or something for one of those games. Playoffs. Right, the playoffs. We'll see each other in the playoffs, I'm sure. We'll see if the playoffs are. Maybe Open Cup. Right? 
I, I would prefer it to be in Portland, but I mean, that would be awesome if they played San Antonio. That'd be fun. Yeah, I know Larry from the uh, East Coast Platoon. He's a Rowdy's supporter uh, and went up to Portland. Oh, yeah. I met Larry. He's, Larry's awesome. Did you? He's crazy. Uh, <laughs> he, uh, I know he went up to Portland for the t- Rowdy's v. Timbers uh, Open Cup game. He did. That's pretty cool. I think he was in the Rowdy's su- supporter section, though. So He was. So I met Larry at a tailgate at the Scorpions. It was purely random or whatever. He looked really familiar and... I introduced him or introduced myself and I was wearing some timbers and he recognized it. So we talked there, but speaking of the rowdies, my dad grew up in Florida. He grew up in Pinellas park, which is just outside of Tampa. And he has this like uh, old Pepsi bottle that he gave me. That's like an NASL championship rowdies Pepsi bottle. And so I like, he gave it to me. I love it. It's cool. Um, I'm like, this is awesome. And so when I became a timbers fan, I was kind of looking through, uh, just some of the history of the Timbers. And the only year the Timbers have ever gone to the NASL or to any kind of championship game was that year <laughs> against the Rowdies. So. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Our first our first year of existence. Purely a coincidence, too. It was one of the coolest things, though. Alrighty, guys. Before we go, though, we need, we will th- we'll put it on Twitter. Tweet at us at, uh, at TA Field Report. And if you have a sign-up for us, let us know, and we'll throw that in the show. Yeah, also, I do want to say uh, thank you to all the people that did uh, are now following the TA Field Report. I uh, I made the, the page, and I uh, sent a tweet to Jamie about it, and uh, I think half an hour later we had like 50-something people. So thank you to uh, anybody on Twitter who uh, is following the, uh, the podcast. Yeah, what, what's the Twitter handle? It's at uh, TA Field Report. Cool. And you can email us. Uh, is it TimbersFieldReport at Gmail? I think it's TimbersFieldReport at Gmail. <laughs> it is TimbersFieldReport at Gmail. Awesome. And you could follow the Lone Star Brigade on Twitter at Lone Star Brigade. You can. We do have the technology for that nowadays. Yeah, and if you're on the East Coast and you're listening to this or, you know, not in the Pacific Northwest, uh, there is a Facebook group where we, us East Coasters, organize through a lot. We're up to almost we're more than 700 people, I think, now. We are. And uh, so that's that's a lot of worthy organizing, especially the games on the East uh, East Coast happens you should uh, request to join that facebook group if you aren't already in it all right guys aaron thank you for being on the show drew good talk to you as always likewise all right guys have a good one go timbers Woo. you can hear it on the radio you see it on tv you can join the timbers army let everybody hear you scream Yeah, they knocked out by Houston, didn't they? No, they are, they are Houston. Houston. Oh, no, they, they, they knocked out. <laughs> That's science, guys. We figured this out. Yeah, look at that. Critical thinking. <laughs>